continue to shop as you please and put things in your cart and leave it there. And the point is not just for you to stop buying stuff. The point is for you to sit in the discomfort of not clicking buy now and see what comes up. Are you feeling restless? Are you feeling angry? Are you feeling frustrated? Like that's what I'm curious about. (laughs) This is your Kick-Ass Life podcast, episode number 319. This is the Your Kick-Ass Life podcast with Andrea Owen, a no BS guide to self-help and badassery. Because ladies, let's face it, life's too short for it to not kick ass. And here's your host, the girl who serves it up straight with a side of crazy, Andrea Owen. Hey there, ass kickers. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. I am so glad that you are here. So I have another coaching episode for you today, and the topic is on money. And yes, a few months ago, we had Melanie on, and I coached her around her money topic, and I decided to have another person on talking about this because this is a topic that can vary widely depending on who you are, depending on what your quote-unquote money story is, depending on what your habits are, what your behaviors, all of those things, it really can make a difference depending on the person. So I decided to have Erica on, and I have a feeling a lot of you are going to relate with what she has to say about how she feels about money, how she wants to change her mindset around money. So sit tight. I think so many of you are going to love this episode. There is a couple of things that she mentions in this episode. She mentions being in my group program called The Mentorship and As it so happens, we are opening up applications a little bit early to people who are on the early bird list, and that is you, people that listen to my podcast. So head on over to yourkickasslife.com slash mentorship. You can read all about this program there and sign up to be notified as soon as I open applications. And depending on when you're listening to this, applications might already be open. We start at the end of March. And this program, it's my signature program. I put everything I have into this. It is a group course where you would be with other women just like you. And if you loved or even liked very much, if you you have a fondness for my book, How to Stop Feeling Like Shit, then really even if you just like this podcast, if you haven't read my book, How to Stop Feeling Like Shit, then you will love this program. It is implementation instead of just listening to the podcast or reading a book and then putting away and thinking to yourself like, oh, that sounds nice. And then wondering why you're so frustrated when something happens and you don't handle it very well or you start numbing out again when you've done okay for a week or two or your inner critic is going crazy. All of those things. It teaches you better coping mechanisms as well as gives you a map, a North Star, if you will. That's where we start in the very beginning about what's important about the way that you live your life. What is the type of person, who is the type of woman that you want to show up as every day in your life? It's a step-by-step process in shame resilience. Yes, we do go a little bit deeper into this program to talk about these things. I've combined my training in The Daring Way, the methodology from Dr. Brene Brown, as well as my coach training, years and years of experience, and have created this curriculum that I've taught, I think, five or six times now. It is my heart and soul. 
of the work that I do. So if you're looking for an affordable way to work with me and you love being around like-minded spirits, I encourage you to head on over to yourkickasslife.com slash mentorship. Erica, thank you so much for being here. Thanks, Andrea. Happy to be here. (laughs) I am so excited to have you. As I was telling people in the intro, you were in my signature group program, the mentorship, and I knew when it was time for me to have somebody else come on the show to be coached. I'm like, you know who's really awesome and I bet has something she would love to bring to the listeners is Erica. So (laughs) thank you again for being here. And why don't you introduce yourself, tell people where you're from and what you do. Uh, Sure. My name is Erica and I am from Toronto or as Drake likes to call it from the six for those of you who've never heard that before. What does that mean? I don't even know what that means. I think because there's six, like I know I probably should have known that before I even said that. (laughs) I think because there's six. (laughs) There's six different areas that make up Toronto. So he. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I I think so, which I should know what they are and I don't. It's some pop culture thing. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. (laughs) So for a long, like random answer. Uh, And I'm an executive assistant and I work in the insurance industry. So if you really think of like uh, Andy from the Devil Wears Prada, that's sort of what I do for a living. Oh, okay. (laughs) But in much more work than what they show there. They kind of don't really show how much assistants do. And what else? I I like reading, I like yoga, and I'm with my husband, and that's about it. Yeah, I wish I had some more interesting facts, but no. Well, okay. <laughs> and stop. I kick ass. Stop you right there. So, I, I, yes, you kick so much ass. You love personal development. Yes. You work very hard and diligently on yourself and your marriage. And I knew that it was going to be great having you on. And what's interesting is that this topic, when you handed it to me, I was like, well, we already had someone on. If anyone remembers, it was several months ago. Melanie was on the podcast talking about money. But I, I think that money is always nuanced and it's very personal. Mm-hmm. And I feel like y'all are telling me that this is an area that you struggle in. And I know that it is something that so many people, I hate having using the word issues, but we do. We have issues around money. Money and sex are two of the biggest things that people struggle with. And, and I don't think that they're unrelated. We're not going to talk about sex today. I don't know. We might. Who knows? Like, <laughs> The night is still young. <laughs> Who knows? But where I would love to start is that I would love you to read your own words when I asked the question. And what I what I do is have people fill out kind of an application. It's more of a questionnaire when they're going to come on the show to be coached. And and the question I ask is briefly name a topic you're struggling with that you would love coaching on. And what did you say? I wrote everything to do with finance. <laughs> I can't get over these limiting beliefs that I have about money. I suck at it. I'll never be good. I will never be a good financial planner. I can't get it right. I can't get ahead, etc. I consider myself great at my job and a lot of other things that I do, but this demon is one I cannot seem to beat. I need to put myself first, acknowledge all that I've done to get better with this and stop hanging on to past mistakes of my shopping and spending habits. I just seem stuck and I cannot move ahead. For example, I have tons of finance books. Why have I not read them? or got halfway through them and stopped. Okay. I want to pause for a moment because I wonder if anyone listening heard something. (laughs) (laughs) I I do feel like there's two chunks to this paragraph that you wrote. Did you see anything interesting about this reading it back to me? Absolutely. What is that? The limiting beliefs and just my inner critic completely shouting. (laughs) Yes. And... 
I see that you are allowing your inner critic to have it be absolute. Uh So you're saying, I can't get over these limiting beliefs that have to do with money. I suck at it. I will never be a good financial planner. I can't get it right. I can't get ahead. And then at the end, towards the end, you say, I just seem stuck and I cannot move forward. Like that to me is like waving the red flags, waving the red flags that you are, you seem stuck in this belief, like you are married to it. It sounds like that you are a certain way about money. It's very black and white. There's no in between. It's very extreme. It's like about zero to a hundred. It's a hundred. There's no, that absolutely couldn't agree more. Do you notice that when you're chatting about it with your husband or your friends or even with yourself? I think what happened was like after the mentorship, like I knew I had to deal with that. But at that time, I'm like, I need to deal with the bigger bears first and then sure. deal with that. But uh, but after the mentor, that's when the awareness all started to come in. And I'm like, wait a minute, like, why am I saying that? Then why am I talking like that? And, and my best friend would even say that she's like, why are you so hard on yourself about this? Like, you're doing very well. Like, and that I'm not, I'm just not giving myself enough credit and acknowledging, you know, all the, like the progress I have made with it and how well mm-hmm. I have been doing is, you know, I have no debt. I have savings. It's, it's just, if it's very in my head, it's like, no, no, you suck. No. Mm, yeah. Okay. Again, this always happens to me when I'm coaching. It's like the little bubbles pop up in like two different directions mm-hmm. to go. One one of the bubbles is actually more of a just an observation that I have and, and a suggestion is that when you and I'm so glad that you dealt with the bigger bears and that <laughs> now you're here. And this is really how personal development looks a lot. But is when you find yourself saying that, you know, like I can't get over these limits when you're very much in the dichotomous thinking of it, it's either one or the other is to catch yourself and rephrase it because it goes back to that saying, you know, whatever you say you are, you are, and you are reinforcing these beliefs about yourself. And if nothing else, they feel like shit. Mm -hmm. If nothing else, they feel like shit. Even if you are someone who has no debt, like regardless of if you're $100,000 in debt or if you have no debt, you telling yourself, I can't get over these limited beliefs about money. I suck at it. I'm never going to change. That feels shitty. So what if you could redirect your thoughts and what comes out of your mouth and sometimes on paper in this case and say, I am challenged by finances. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And it's funny because even when I said like, I have no debt, I just realized it's, I felt like I had to justify it somehow, like in my head, if that makes any sense. Like, what did it sound like in your head? Like in my head, it's like, well, I suck at money, but wait, I have no debt. It's like, I have Mm. to, I don't know, like I'm trying to make, I don't know if that's a way of trying to get through it or if it's trying to way to beat my limiting thoughts, but I just found it interesting that I, like, I felt like I had to justify something of how I said that, you know what I mean? Does it, is it kind of like you're almost arguing with yourself yes, or something else? Yes. It's okay. like, I don't know if I'm trying to like beat the inner critic or I'm just like, you know, it's uh, I don't know. Like, like it's like when some people say they want to lose weight, they're like, well, I didn't do well today, but I went to the gym two days ago. Like they're trying to talk themselves out. Of, like, I, I don't know. I'm trying uh-huh. to get through my head somehow. I'm not sure if I'm communicating it properly. Well, no, I love <laughs> that you, I love that you are noticing your thoughts and getting curious about it. That to me is a huge win instead of just plowing over them and just like, oh, none of it really matters. Like if it's specifically an issue that you're trying to work on, Mm -hmm. get curious about, it it might mean something really interesting and insightful and it might mean nothing at all. But, but again, like I, what I want you to do is to challenge the limiting beliefs that you have by rewording it. So, you know, you can say, 
finance isn't the thing I'm an expert at. Mm-hmm. Or I want to get better at this because I don't feel like I'm the best at it. Do you see what I mean? Like the, I used to use this analogy a long time where about like if you look at yourself in the mirror and just don't like what you see, instead of beating yourself up for it, you could say something like, I'm not going to win the beauty pageant today, but I sure mm-hmm. as shit could be runner up. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like oh, yeah. second place is still a winner and, and it could be the same with this. Absolutely. I think the next thing that... I wanted to ask you about is that you, you also went on to say that you, when you do acknowledge yourself, you have made small turtle steps, you, Mm -hmm. you know, have an automatic thing that, that puts some money in savings and you follow all of that up by saying, however, I feel that the urge to spend always comes back immediately. When I read that, my question to you is, is this bad? Uh, in my eyes, yes. Cause it's okay. Yeah, because- just, I'm talking about just having the urge. Yes. Yes. Are you making up that that's bad? Yes. Yeah. Why do you think that is? Because I shouldn't be doing that. It's like, well, if you have to, why, why are you, why do you want to spend money when you shouldn't be spending money? Like how, how, how are you, how are you going to finance if it's like, you're going to, you want to go online shopping or you want to yeah. go to like walk and buy these fancy cards that you don't need and spend $30. It's, <laughs> Which so I I'm curious, like, what do you make up? Like, what are you making up that people who are good at finance, like, I don't know, is there someone that you follow online or listen to their podcast that you deem that they are really, really good at finance? Is there anyone we can use in a, as an example? I do like uh, Jen Sincero. I, I have her book. I, okay. I halfway through it. It's good because I've been thinking. I've been thinking a lot because she does exercise in the book, right? And right, really taking my time with it because I'm like, yeah, there's definitely some stuff I need to unravel here. Okay, sure. So you in your mind make up that she has it figured out yes. regarding her finances. Yes. And does it occur to you that this is a person who has been working on that particular topic specifically about money? I would say for maybe almost a decade. Yeah. Now that you say this out loud, it makes a lot of sense. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. It's literally her job now Yes. to do, to do that. <laughs> yes, okay. Yeah. And do you think that she, I mean, it, it's all relative, right? Like I, I know Jen personally, and she's talked about, you know, she has a, a seven figure business, so she has more money than most, but I, I do, and I don't know this for sure, but I do imagine that people that have that kind of salary probably end up spending more money on things. Who knows? Maybe she's sucking it all away under mattresses and burying it in her backyard for all we know. But I think with that comes bigger mortgages, bigger car payments, you know, vacations, et cetera, et cetera. So I wonder, do you think that people who are in that position, do you think that they never kind of get to a place where like, oh, I spent a lot of money this month. Like, oh, my savings is dwindling down. Do you think they never get there? I guess so. Yeah. Just because I guess we put them, I put them on some type of pedestal and I'm like, I'm the minion and they're Mm -hmm. the expert. So there's no way that they have thoughts like I do. There's no way that they do what I do. So yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. I probably do that. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I'm, I'm coming back to the question, like what, what else do you make up that people like that either do and or don't do in terms of finances and more specifically their, their thoughts? Well, they, I view it as the probably perfectionist tendencies. Like they're perfect at it. They, they know they're in control. 
They don't let distractions get in the way. They have their path that they're going on. Like they put their, their funds away for retirement. They put their, they put their stuff in savings. I, I just think that like, I just feel like I can't be that. It's very, that's, that's mm-hmm. how it's very extreme thinking. Very actually, now that I say this out loud, yeah. I'm, just, I'm totally seeing where you're going with this. I totally see what's happening. Now. I was totally leading the witness. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not supposed to do as coaches, but I break rules. <laughs> no, but, but you're right. It, that's what I do. It's very, and I don't know me. I don't know if it's just a society pressure. It's just like, we have to be so good at everything. We have to be sure. at, at, we have to weigh a certain amount. We have to have this much money in the bank. It's just very, and I'm like, if I'm not there, it's especially just more with the money, I, I would say for myself, the, the money aspect is just like, yeah, it's the whole, like, we have to have our shit together. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And for mm-hmm. me, it's like, this is the one area where I'm like, wow, I gotta, I gotta really clean up here because it's like, I'm not going to get anywhere if I keep thinking like this, but you're right. I, it's very extreme, very extreme. Thinking. Well, and, and like that, what just came out of your mouth when you said like, I need to really clean up here. That is one of those sort of vague statements that can be extraordinarily impactful to your thoughts and behaviors with without you even knowing it. Mm. So it's like, get your shit together, clean this up, you know, get over this, deal with this. Like it it can sound kind of, you know, arbitrary, but what we kind of, when you get down to the nitty gritty, what that means is exactly what you just said. Well, I need to be perfect about it. Right. And circling back to what I was asking you never have, I'm assuming that part of that whole thing about what you just, you know, clean, clean it up is what you said is part of that never having urges to spend. Yeah. But I know that's not, that's not realistic. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There's a difference between, so for instance, you know, as someone who has struggled with addiction and I get the question a lot, do you ever have the urge to drink again? Fuck yes, I do. (laughs) But it's it's very few and far between. And of course, like when it comes with addiction, there are things that we need to do when we have that happen. And I say that because if I ever feel like if I beat myself up for ever having the feeling, like the urge, Mm. then that's really not growth and progress. What I do instead is that I get curious about it and I don't make myself wrong for for having it happened because I'm a human being that is complicated and then figure out from there. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot easier to grow and have so much self-awareness and then get better at the thing you're wanting to get better at when you're not beating yourself up for it. And when you allow space for gray area and nuance. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. No, I totally, it just clicked now. Exactly. Because it's actually, if I think that, oh, like I want to go shopping instead of being like, you can't do that. Be like, okay, what's going on here? why do you want to do that? What is happening? And deep, dive deeper into it. Yeah. Well, it might not be the best idea for you to, and I'm, I'm just using this as an example. I'm not going to say like, don't spend $30 on cards, but it might not be the best use of your funds to do that. I think my suggestion is that don't make yourself wrong for it. It's mm-hmm. just like, what if, I guess what I'm trying to ask you very verbosely is what if having the urge to spend was just having the urge to spend? What if it wasn't bad? Well, I never, I never thought of it that way before. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely, I know. I, I just, honestly, I'm having a moment right now. I never even thought of it that way before at all. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because in my mind, it's like, nope, you're bad. Why would you do that? You can't do that. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I think especially people who I'm thinking of people who are really struggling with, you know, deep addictions, whether it's to food or 
alcohol or shopping or, or whatever it is, like especially the very first few months of it can be excruciatingly painful. Mm-hmm. And of, like, and when you think about someone like that, like say it was your best friend and she was really struggling to break an addiction. If she came to you and said, you know, I thought about, I thought about drinking today, or I thought about, you know, eating an entire cheese pizza because I was so upset. Would you chastise that person? No, no, no. You should like, because whatever you would say to them, that's what, and probably like, it's, I'm not really giving myself like even self-compassion. It's right. yeah, definitely. Yeah. Cause I wouldn't talk to her, my best friend as I would to myself. I'd be like, Hey, it's yeah. okay. Don't worry. Like we'll get through it. You know, what can I do? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm going to put the assignment on you. I know that you are really good about doing your own work in what we have just talked about over the last 20 minutes or so. What do you think would be helpful for you to dig into yeah. regarding this topic so far? I, I think I, the first thing that keeps popping up in my head is I have to acknowledge the steps I have taken because I'm not giving myself any credit for that. So I need to just maybe just write it down. Mm-hmm. And also like a list of yeah. everything you've accomplished regarding your finances. Yeah. I just feel like that's, that's just screaming at me right now because I just don't give Good. myself credit for that. And I should, and not because it's like the self like award, but it's like, you know, I am trying to some baby like turtle steps as like we always said mm-hmm. the mentorship right um, shout out to my ladies by the way who did the mentorship awesome I oh <laughs> good oh, they're whatever. such a great group you guys are always such a great group yeah. okay and um yeah sorry so i'll write them down but i need to deal with the the language i'm using and the and the thought process exactly so if i i don't because i guess in the states you guys have rakuten right like the the shopping. I don't thing. know what that is. It's like, uh-uh. So what you do is if you do online shopping, you get like, maybe it's just in Canada, you get, you get like dollars for like, just, you just, you do your normal oh, shopping, geez. right? Another way to get you to spend more. Totally, right? <laughs> totally. Okay. So, so I guess I, I had a thought now. I totally lost track of where I was going with it, but um, I need to, yeah. So sorry, back to your question. I, this is what I do. I, do, I totally I, I go sideways. Okay. I need to acknowledge what I'm doing. But I need to have, I need to talk, I need to figure out, replace the limiting beliefs that I'm having. So exactly. If I want to, if I see the Rakuten email come up and be like, oh, I can save 7.5% get cash back on this thing and be like, and I want to go look and I look and let's just say I do, let's just say I go to a site and look and be like, Erica, it's okay. So what's happening? Mm-hmm. Take a step back, maybe put the thing in the cart even and just save it there, but just really d- d- dig into what's Give it 24 there. hours. Yeah. I need to get mm-hmm. myself and I need to, like you said, I need to go through the thought process of what exactly yeah. it is and, and not be myself up for it. That if I did go and take the bait, I guess you could say, don't be myself up for it. Cause I, I like writing. Right. So I need, I need to do something that involves writing it out. I find that's very, that works a lot for me. That's what I was going to suggest. And I'm, I'm glad that you said it first. So here's what I have down so far. So we talked about changing your black and white thoughts and if they come out of your mouth regarding where you're at with your finances. Again, like you were saying, I can't get over these limiting beliefs that I have about money. Like you could change that to, I'm working on getting over these limiting beliefs that I have about money. Uh uh Okay. And then make a list of what you've accomplished regarding your finances. What are you going to do to celebrate that? Not spend money, don't you? <laughs> no, uh, I was gonna say like maybe that doesn't involve. I mean, or something. I was thinking it might be cute to get like some monopoly money or something and make a crown out of it. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's, I can't believe you just said that. That is so the universe talking because I've been very obsessed lately with like queens and and something else I want to do on the side and crowns. I cannot believe you just said that. That's so. The oh my gosh, speaking to how me. serendipitous. Yeah, very. So yeah, okay. Definitely, maybe I should create something that represents this work 
And as oh my, I can't believe you just said that. That's just sorry. I'm just having a moment. The universe is totally talking to me right now. <laughs> I love it. Well, what I thought, what I imagined was, I don't know if they have this in Canada, but here in the states, they when I was a kid and we'd go eat at Burger King, they would do these like <laughs> the crown, like Burger King crowns because it was the king, you know, like he was the Burger King. Yes. And you could like tape Monopoly money off it or or do something fun like that. Like I would wear the shit out of that. Oh, totally. <laughs> no, I, this is so happening. This is so happening. I am totally making a creative project of a crown right now. I cannot believe you just said that. Or like the Flavor Flav clock. Instead of that, you could have just like a big dollar sign. <laughs> Something, something fun, but again, like whatever works for you. Don't don't, no, don't sure. do it just because I said no. For but sure, but good. Not just the list of what you've accomplished, but to celebrate it. Absolutely, I love that. And then the last thing I have so far is for you to maybe journal on the concept of what if having the urge to spend is okay. Yes, and you just sort of like in meditation where they teach us. When the thoughts come in, just look at them like clouds. They're just passing and then just let them pass. Mm -hmm. So that's what might be. Maybe you view your money urges as that and just get curious about it. If you want to dig deeper, which I know that you love to do, maybe think about what else is going on. Like, are you stressed? Are you happy? Just kind of maybe to connect the dots as to why you want to spend. Mm -hmm. You might not connect any dots. Like it might just be you want to spend because you love it. Absolutely. That might be helpful. There's one more thing I wanted to ask you. It might not just be one thing, but there's an additional thing that you, when you talked about um, in your questionnaire where I asked what kind of resolution or experience, experience are you expecting from our call together? And you said something that jumped out at me. You said, I also want to get deep on this deep, deeper issue of why I know what I need to do to change. I start it and then stop. Mm-hmm. You said, I am really sick and tired of this behavior. The, the thing that popped into my head when I read that was, and the question I have for you is, can you accept and love yourself if this is how it will continue to be? Like if this is how your growth is just going to look in kind of fits and spurts. Mm-hmm. Because if this is definitely where the self-compassion kicks in for sure. It's yeah, I need to, I need to, it, it's, I have to stop beating myself up about this because this is just not getting anywhere. I'm going to stop you there because I hear that a lot in personal development, like the whole, like, I have to stop beating myself up for it. And I, the turtle step before you stop beating yourself up yeah. for it is realizing when you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, I feel like I'm like, right, right. I'm being the hair right now. I'm running to the end of the finish line where it's like, no, go back to the turtle and <laughs> start from scratch. Yeah. yeah. I've definitely, but even as I'm saying this out loud, because you know, you always said about me, like when I talk, I start to figure my stuff out. You do, you walk in like one big circle, totally. which a lot of people do. Totally. Yeah. Not everybody, but some people do that when they talk it out. Yeah. And I, I, I'm not, I get what you're saying. It's that, cause I don't, I, even before this call started, like now it's totally, I feel like it's a full circle. Like I, it, it, a light bulb went off of how I'm just, I'm running straight where it's like, just let's, well, let's back up, <laughs> let's back up and start from, mm-hmm. from scratch. Yeah. Yeah. I think kind of the theme of this is acceptance, mm-hmm. is accepting the whole process yes. and what your behaviors look like. Because I think a lot of us in personal development, we want our growth to look linear. Yes. And it never does. It never does. I have had so many clients and myself included where our growth is 
a messy line and it's also in fits and spurts. So we might have this big breakthrough and then we go backwards or we start and stop things. We read half of a self-help book and put it away Mm. and then beat ourselves up for it. This self-help is messy and we don't want it to be messy because the rest of our life is messy and we (laughs) want relief from that. But as soon as you can accept that personal development is not linear, Mm. it might come in fits and spurts. It's not going to look a certain way. Then sometimes you can sort of ease up on putting, you know, flooring it on the gas pedal. Mm-hmm. I, like, even when you said this is what, like, accept the, the process and behaviors, what the behaviors look like, I actually cringe when you said that because I'm like, well, okay, but they're not good behaviors. But I totally get what you're saying because, like, that's clearly obviously an issue where it's like, exactly, you have to see how the whole thing plays out. You can't exactly one day I have like a spending urge and I want to spend money on nonsense. Just be like, okay, mm-hmm. it's okay. Then instead of being like, no, you can't do that. And then beat yourself up and go in the whole circle and do it anyway. So yeah, I thought that very yeah. interesting that I cringe when you said that. <laughs> have you ever been, have you ever gone like around Halloween? Have you ever gone through a haunted house? No, because I hate Halloween. Like one of the ones where you pay, like not like a legit one out in like the boonies somewhere, but like one where you pay. You never have? No, I hate Halloween. I hate it. I okay. Hate it. Okay. Well, I'm a, I'm a, I've been to several of them and I'm going to tell you what it kind of looks like when you go in. Okay. Like you are kind of nervous going in, but you know, like you're relatively safe. Like, you know, they're yeah. not going to, no one's going to really murder you. Mm-hmm. You go in and then you stop and scream because something jumps out at you. And then you might like try to go backwards and like, I'm out of here. But you keep going forward very slowly, usually unless you have the ability to run, but typically you don't. Mm-hmm. And it's like a lot of pausing and screaming. Like, this is how I see this whole process for you. <laughs> totally. That's the perfect. Not to sound dramatic. No, it's the perfect <laughs> example. I couldn't have said it any better. I'm like, that's exactly how it, and that's probably why I avoid those damn haunted houses. <laughs> I did one as a right? kid and I never went back. I'm like, no, this is the worst thing ever. And this is exactly. I don't recommend it. Like if you oh, really don't want to do it, then don't do I it. I hate it. Like even there's like, I, I think, I don't know now, like escape rooms are the big thing. And I'm like, I don't even want to do that because I, I feel like it's somehow related to that. <laughs> oh, forget it. No, I'm not into those. But I, I just, I think it's really interesting how you, you know, you wrote down, like I, I know what I need to do to change, start it and then stop. Mm-hmm. Like that is the definition of this work. I have a bookshelf of personal development books that I have started and not finished. Because I think with me, and I think like a lot of people go through this, is that if you feel like you screw it up, you just give up. I find sometimes like I've been working a lot on that, but and that's why it even led me to the mentorship. And that's why I'm getting a lot better with it. But sometimes I, especially with the money, more so with the money, it's like, if I just do one, have one bad day or I buy stupid things, I just go in the downward spiral. Like you suck this and that. It's like very mm-hmm. extreme. So hence the haunted house image, but no, this yeah. is exactly what I need to do and be like, okay, if we go in the house, we're just gonna take one little step <laughs> one day at a time yeah, and deal with it. So maybe you could relate that to every time you make a mistake and spend too much money. Like look at that as some jackass jumped out with a fake chainsaw and is scaring the shit out of you. And then you freeze and then he's going to go away and then you can keep walking forward. Exactly. That's so interesting about, I I know a lot of people struggle with food in the same way. Mm -hmm. They want to eat healthier and they, you know, and eat an entire cheese pizza or donuts or whatever it is. And then I call it like a case of the fuckets 
where, and well, let me ask you, do you do that when, do you just go into the beating yourself up or do you continue to spend more? I, a bit of both, I would say, but probably more beating myself up. Definitely. Which I think leads to, and then it's like, you know, then it leads to more like stupid on my, my, my husband calls me a purchaseaholic. I'm not a shopaholic. Okay. I'm a purchaseaholic. And even I have to say that actually, now that I say that aloud, I think I have to say to him, like, you know, we need to change the language of how you refer to me with money, like with that, because I think that is also, he doesn't mean harm by it, of course, but sure. But now that I, that I hear that I'm like, you know what I need, that needs to change because if that, if I'm always, if, if that's kind of how he views me, then maybe be like, Hey, is that call me a purchase hall? Like, why don't you call me to a work in progress with finance? <laughs> Doesn't have the same ring to it, but I love it way better. <laughs> <laughs> and I want you to ask him that when you're wearing your paper crown of money. Absolutely. I'm, <laughs> I cannot wait to make this crown. I am so excited. I'm going to wear this like all day. Please send us a picture of it. Totally. Totally. <laughs> I am done. Not even I'm doing, I'm going to start it right now, actually after this call. <laughs> I love that. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm curious because something is happening and this is something, I mean, this might be like a whole different conversation, but science does tell us that we get a dopamine hit every time we either put something in our cart or click buy now, Mm -hmm. or like those types of behaviors are what, I mean, there's an entire science behind, like people get paid a lot of money to study the psychology of purchasing. So marketers can pay them so they can understand people's purchasing behaviors to be able to capitalize on that. So you're getting a dopamine hit every time you are purchasing something and putting it in your cart. And I'm curious, you know, what you might want to journal about, because this might not be something that you can answer right now, or maybe it is, is what are you looking for? when you are purchasing something? Like, what is it that you're really hungry for? I definitely have to reflect on that one. Because I know exactly that's, I, that's, I had a feeling this would go there because it's, and it's true. It's like, I'm doing it for a purpose, whether it's just like, yeah, I have to definitely reflect on that because there's clearly okay. something deeper going on as to why I feel I have to do that. And it might be something that you think about the next time you're shopping sort of aimlessly because there are some things where we're like, oh, I need to buy toilet paper. Like, I don't think that's the same thing. Mm -hmm. It's if you're shopping for clothes that you don't really need. If it's, if you're shopping for something that you have something already similar in your closet yeah, or whatever your habits are that you beat yourself up over, like, give us an example. It's just like, I think it's just, I think it starts with boredom and then it's because I don't, I don't, I don't have any like social media. So I don't like, I don't engage with it. So I feel like okay. this is like a different kind of fix than what a so, what social media would be. You know what I mean? Like it's sort mm-hmm. of, and then, yeah, I'll just go on like, exactly. Or I'll try to, I'll be like, okay, I need this. So I like legitimately need something. And then I get totally distracted and end up with 10 more things in my cart than just the one. So it's very, it's, I, I'm, it's very mindless. I will say that it's, there's no thought process going on as to what, well, I shouldn't say there's no thought process, but you know, sometimes you're just, you're just, you're, you just, you just get sucked in. You're just scrolling through the site. Oh, I could use these pair of fuzzy socks because I love fuzzy socks. Who doesn't? Like, because you know, Canada, like our winters are bad, right? So it's like, well, I need another <laughs> pair, even though I have twenty five of them. Because I'm Canadian, yeah, I'm Canadian, okay. and they have a maple, like they have the maple leaf on it. So why not? Let's add another yeah. ten socks there. So it's yeah, it's very mindless, but it's just I don't know if it's just like a pleasurable thing. It's just like it's like yeah. But that, Do you feel like you're missing out on something at all if you don't purchase something? If, yeah. I would say that yeah, because I know because I know it, it's exactly what you said it's a, it is a dopamine hit. It is, and it's like well, if yeah. I don't like engage in that, if I don't tap into that, then what, then I'm going to be like, Oh, awesome. I feel like crap again. Or like, or I just, I'm bored. Mm -hmm. And 
yeah, there's definitely something going on there for sure. And I need to decipher it. But I would say a lot of it is from boredom. Like, I'll just be like, okay, everything's cool. I'm good. Let's just, okay, let's just go like on this like site and just- You need something to do. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Definitely. Scroll through Amazon. Yeah, or favorite mindless. But there's app. clearly, mm-hmm. there must be something gearing me towards that. Whether it's just like, I don't know, maybe I just want to break free of like the, like the routine of things like, oh, I work hard. Yeah. I, I deserve it. Or, you know- Okay. Yeah. And I know that there are experts out there that could probably talk for a half hour on this Uh and that are specific to that. And I, I wonder if it would be helpful for you to, you know, journal on what is it that you're looking for when you hit buy now? Like what is, what is it really that you're wanting? Because typically it's not the thing that we want. It's what we think we are going to get from it. Yes. So there's that. And I think you're right. It's probably boredom as part of it, but I do think that there's a little bit more underneath. And then my next question is, is I would love for you to do some kind of exercise. And you mentioned it earlier in our call where you continue to shop as you please and put things in your cart and leave it there. And the point is not just for you to stop buying stuff. The point is for you to sit in the discomfort of not clicking buy now Mm -hmm. and see what comes up. Mm -hmm. For sure. Are you feeling restless? Are you feeling angry? Are you feeling frustrated? Like that's what I'm curious about. I'm feeling nervous even just leaving something in my cart right now. Okay, good. That's interesting. Yeah, no, that says a lot. And because I'm nervous because it's a break from a behavior I've been doing. So, you know, because you do a behavior, you don't even realize that you're doing it, right? So it's very interesting. Yeah, there's a lot going on over here. I'm very, I'm like, oh, I have to break a pattern. Oh, what's going to happen? Oh, can I? I think it's more And then sometimes they send you the emails where you left stuff in your cart. Yes. Again, buying psychology right there. I've actually read articles on that. I think the thought I'm having is, can I do that? Like, can I do this? I think it's very, it's because like, but this is good. It's, I'm not saying in a bad way. It's like, yeah, okay. Like we're going to do. Yeah. No, I appreciate that you're, that you're taking us through the thoughts that are going on right now. Okay. So the assignment is to shop, leave stuff in the cart. What do you think would be a good assignment for you in terms of time? Do you want to leave it in your cart for 48 hours before you make the decision to go back and buy or not? Yeah, definitely. Because, or yeah, 48 hours. That sounds good. Yeah. So two days more or less. Okay. Here's what I wrote down. You're going to shop as you normally would want to Uh and leave stuff in your cart for 48 hours. Uh And then from there, what do you want to do? What do you think would be helpful for you? I have to explore why I put the thing in my cart. Okay. And what got me there to do that Mm -hmm. without beating myself up, of course. And regardless of whether I decide to purchase it or not, which I probably won't purchase it, but really just walk through what's going on. Like I need, yeah, I definitely need to tap into what it is I feel I'm getting from doing that. Like, it's just mm-hmm. it's like, I feel like it's like, I don't, 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 don't want to say it. it might be, a, I don't want to say addiction because that is a strong word, but there's definitely some type of loop going on of the, the behavior of sitting at the computer, opening the laptop, going to the site scrolling aimlessly because I just, I don't want to do that anymore. It's just, and then you waste time. It sounds like it's comforting to you. It is. You've created a self-soothing behavior. Yes. Oh, that's wow. working. Yeah, totally. That's because I knew I was going, I'm like, there's somewhere I'm going. It's very comforting. It's like, you know, it's like if someone mm-hmm. likes chocolate, they, they open. It's, it's like a pacifier. Totally. Oh, totally. <laughs> totally. Totally. Yep. 
My mind's just being blown right now. Don't worry. It's just. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad. Again, like that's why I don't want you to completely pull the rug out from under yourself. And I would never say like, quit all behaviors. Like that's not working. Like no. you tried that and it just kind of makes you feel worse. Like, so <laughs> it's a, yeah, this is just massive curiosity, not making you wrong for any of it. Just getting really interested in what's going on so you can dig deeper to hopefully you know, eventually Mm -hmm. to maybe find something else that's self-soothing, to have self-compassion for yourself the entire process through. I love that you're going to ask your husband to call you something else. And and, and also just a side note, and I know that you'll do this, but for people listening, when you have the conversation with him, don't be blamey and things like that. Just say, Hey, I realized something. And I know that you just say this to me in jest and it's funny. And I love that you tease me like this, but I think it's actually not helpful. So can we switch it to something else? And I just appreciate your open-minded, open-mindedness and your willingness to be really honest with yourself and with all of us. Yeah, totally. And actually now that we said, you said that because so what's happening this for the next two years, um, because I signed up for like a, a pre, like a, a plan that I could take paid time off like, and I want to travel. So what's going to happen is my checks are going to be cut <laughs> because they have to take okay. from somewhere. So we, we ha- we've talked about this, my husband and I, and I realized that, you know, I found even the past couple of days, like he'll be like, Oh, like if you bought that, like, why didn't you tell me? And it's because like, I think he's getting, he's very good with money. I will say that, but he's getting nervous about it. So, okay. and I, and, and I'll be like, why are you jumping down my throat? Like I, I, I sent you the receipt, like, you know, so I think we need to talk further about that too, because it's going to be, you know, th- this, I, I just find it's very accusative. Like I'm not blaming him. I'm not saying like that. Like it, I feel like we, we both need to, you know, cause we both want, we said we want to be more transparent about things that we're spending on. And, you know, and I, I do have to cut back now. I do. It's like, it's kind of like, I'm forced to cut back. My check is going to be cut. So mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of interesting that we're having this call and then that's happening. So it's sort of like, it has to, I do, it, it is going to help have to make me, I don't say have to make me, but because I mean, I could buy whatever I want going to debt, but we don't want to do that. Sure. But I think mm-hmm. I need to you sit could. down with it's an option and just be like, Hey, you know what? I'm doing all this work now. We are going to be transparent about it. But like, you know, I just find he's getting very nervous about it because he's like, Hey, we got to really cut now. So we, and we have, we cut it. We canceled on Netflix. There's things we've like, we've really cut out. Um, but yeah, I think I need to talk about that deeper with him too, saying, you know, I don't appreciate if you're like, I sent you the receipt, like we need body wash. I found it on sale. <laughs> I'm like, we do need to bathe. And because I am like, I sent him the receipt, like not in a bad way. He's, we're just trying to track on our apps and things like that. Yeah. So yeah, I think we need to, I need to have a further talk with him about this to be like, Hey, we can't jump down each other's throats. This isn't going to help. Cause I find it's trigger. It triggers me. It definitely triggers mm-hmm. me when he does that. Like when he, he's like, Oh, what, why didn't she use that other visa? We have to track. And I'm like, Whoa, whoa, whoa! Relax. Like it's just it was body wash for thirteen forty nine altogether. Yeah, like, you know it's okay. Well, and I I think what would be helpful in this instance is for you to give him a suggestion of how you would like it to be addressed. Mm-hmm. So instead of saying this, which makes me, you know, then you fill fill in the blank with your own feelings. You could say, I would so appreciate it if you would address it like this. Yes, yeah, and and also acknowledge him for his own feelings of nervousness and frustration or, or whatever it is that he's feeling like in order for you two to be on the same page with this, this amazing thing that you're both saving for and yeah. that you're going to, you're going to have this amazing travel. Yeah. So I think it's I, now whether we're, we're talking out loud, I'm like, I think that because I, I realize I think I'm getting triggered by that. Definitely. If, it, if it's like, and he doesn't mean to, he doesn't, he's just kind of like, Oh, why didn't you just use that? And I, I get triggered. I'm like, well, mm-hmm. what, like I'm doing my best. And like, I, then I'll freak out on him. And I'm like, I have to look deeper into that too, because it's not, yeah. he's like, we're, you know, we're both doing, we both need to work together to not, you know, 
to do exactly to save for this. And, you know, we, it's going to be a bit tight. We have to, you know, so I definitely think a further conversation there has to happen for sure. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And this is, I mean, that could open up like a whole nother conversation with you and me about mm-hmm. different things, but I don't want to get into that because we do need to wrap up and you have plenty of work to do. Yes. Thank you so much for being here and sharing this with us. Thank you so much. I was a pleasure. <laughs> oh, good. I'm so glad. Okay, everyone, great news. I do have an update from Erica, and I cannot wait to read this to you. I got this, and I just was jumping up and down, so excited to hear this update from her. And I'm going to edit it just a little bit and kind of give you a summary, but parts of it I'm going to read, including the very beginning. Here's what she says. I first want to say thank you for your guidance and feedback in unwinding my money beliefs. After we talked, I felt like the weight of the world lifted off my shoulders. I felt pride that I was taking a deep dive into this and realized I was carrying shame in terms of how I view myself with money. This work is slowly helping me unravel the shame thought spiral and be my number one money cheerleader. As we discussed, words are very powerful. I realized all of my words I used to describe myself and money were quite negative and really hurtful. I decided that I need to work on this. If I find I am down on myself with money, I pick myself back up by saying out loud, I am the queen of a finance work in progress. It makes me laugh, but more importantly, it allows me to practice self-compassion with myself on all things money and finance. I also write out the negative thought I have on paper and refute that thought with facts. By putting the thought on paper, you have the power over it instead of the thought having power over you. This has helped me tremendously. Then Erica goes on to talk about her creative project, and she was inspired by one of Queen Elizabeth's crowns, and she made the cutest money crown. There's a picture of it in the show notes. Head over there if you want to see it. She put it on this adorable stuffed bear and she took the Monopoly money that she made the crown and she wrote different things on them about her money accomplishments, um, things that she wasn't giving herself credit for. And that, she said, was enormously helpful just to write all of that out. She goes on to say this, I did the 48 hours cart experiment and it worked very well. I would say 75% of the time I realized I didn't need what I put in there and got rid of them. The other 25% of the time I did buy the items, but it felt good buying it because a thought process went behind it. It was not mindless and aimless, which I have realized is how I purchase. I get bored, go on a website, aimlessly browse, add things to the cart, and before I know it, $200 is gone on the things I do not need. This was a wake-up call to me to be more mindful of my purchases. I will admit the black and white thoughts came back, especially after one useless purchase I made. I stopped myself, worked through it, and told myself I would do better next time. I worked on removing the guilt I had after the purchase by telling myself, it is okay. There will be times where I mess up, and I need to get back up and keep moving forward. I cannot let one mistake paralyze me and make me think the worst about myself. I do not want to do that to myself anymore. Excellent self-compassion, Erica. I'm so glad to hear that. And then the last bit of her assignment, I had asked her, what is it that you're looking for when you hit buy now? And she says, after careful reflection, I realized I was looking for a quote unquote 
pick-me-up, a dopamine hit to help me feel better. More importantly, I realized this is a form of numbing out for me. With what exactly? An escape from boredom, from the daily routine, wake up, go to work, come home, eat, etc. I think it is also a form of trying to make myself feel better. I am going to call it a hit of self-attention. I see the item, get excited, I buy the item, I get the item, feel good for 20 seconds, and then I am right back where I started and then repeat. This has been a huge wake-up call for me, she says. By breaking down my behaviors and the feelings attached to these behaviors, it helped me see what is going on and has motivated me to stop this cycle from repeating. This doesn't involve saying to myself, don't buy anything, but to tune into my feelings when I get that urge to buy and ask myself, what is really going on here? What do I really need? I have found that I need to give myself a hug followed by engaging in an activity that does not involve a credit card. Things like meditation, gratitude, walking, journaling, etc. Thanks again, Andrea. Well, thank you, Erica. You have no idea how helpful you have been to so many listeners, and I hope that those of you listening could see parts of yourself in Erica's story and her behaviors and hopefully know that you can make progress, you can make changes by implementing the work, by taking some time to be mindful and ask yourself the big, powerful questions that I asked her during our conversation. Yay, thank you, thank you, thank you, Erica, for being such a great example of doing the work. And to all of you, again, thank you for listening. And until next time, I will see you all out in cyberspace. Bye-bye. 